0: The questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Terence Gray, better known as Wei Wu Wei, once said, In order to be effective, truth must penetrate like an arrow. And that is likely to hurt. It's no accident that the mainstream media, the propaganda arm of organized crime is constantly using trick photography to give the rulers political puppets, the appearance of holiness using religious symbolism. It is one of the many ways the rulers indoctrinate the masses with a pseudo-religion, statism, slip to them using government schools, scouting, military and police training, and mainstream media propaganda in news, films, and television programming. Tonight's special guest wrote a book titled Understanding Our Slavery which exposes the hidden control system and pseudo-religion of statism used by organized crime interests centered around banking and central banking to manage the population. During tonight's discussion we will discuss several techniques used by Nazi Germany, the Soviet Union, East Germany and the United States to take free sentient children and indoctrinate them into a worldview that produces obedient taxpayers and classic shave headed cult members willing to kill foreigners on command or enforce on their fellow tax slaves. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And if you're new to the Veritas family, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, just click on the subscribe button. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and much more. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And to help us understand our slavery, today's special guest is Etienne de la Squared, a volunteerist, anarchist author, father, technology entrepreneur, multidisciplinarian, truther, armchair economist, neo-abolitionist, and much more, who is experimenting with a large-scale cult deprogramming. He exposes the hidden curriculum of organized crimes, mandatory government schools, and scouting programs. He is a misplaced Texan who spends much of his time on the Silicon Plantation of Northern Virginia, where he stands ready to help federal, state, and local law enforcement understand the people and organizations behind organized crimes, control of the government, and media. His website is understandingourslavery.com. I would like to welcome Etienne de Laboucy, Squared. Hello, Etienne. Welcome. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic,
0: Mel. It's good to be here with you. Glad to have you. First of all, the last name, Square. Why don't you explain to the audience what that means?
1: So the uh, original Etienne de Laboucy was a... French political philosopher that wrote in the 16th century. And he was really the first to chronicle the tools and the techniques that rulers use to engender fealty and obedience in their subjects. And so I took his name as my pen name, and I use the square symbol uh, to kind of denote that, number one, I'm not the original Etienne de la see but also that I uh, I'm I've, I've got his uh, I've got his passion and I've got his mission, but I'm doing it with information technology, and so we'll take it to the power of two. Hopefully, uh, I can take what the original Etienne de la Boise was trying to do to the power of two using
0: information technology. So, in essence, you're taking the torch and continuing his work, without a doubt. Well, let me begin with an old concept that seems to be rebranded lately, ending always worse than before. Now it's called democratic socialism. And again, their own definition of democratic socialism, laughably, as you say, claims would ensure economic growth and a fair distribution of income. Technically, any kind of socialism only achieves redistribution, quote-unquote, at the point of a gun, and quote-unquote, fair to whom, who decides And the concerning part, Etienne, at least to me, is this. A recent Gallup poll showed that 43% of Americans say socialism would be a good thing for the country. Millennials and Gen Z will make up 37% of the 2020 electorate. My question to you is this. If socialism has failed every single time and there are over 100 million documented deaths associated with it, why do people continue viewing it? As favorable,
1: so and and there we get into the uh, the core of my work, which is that the government of today is using technique a technique called statism, where government in in and of itself is a technique with, that I believe goes back to you know to monarchy and to before monarchy, where we're going to indoctrinate the population into a belief system that government is legitimate it's necessary and it's desirable and we're going to do that using all the tools and the techniques of an unethically manipulative cult so that the population is is not just is is is, is, is essentially programmed to desire a government To desire a father figure, to desire the supernatural entity that is going to take care of them. And because that's all they've, that's what they were given in the mandatory government school system, they grow up yearning for the father figure of government to take care of them in every aspect of their lives.
0: Now, I've been saying that this cancer, Marxist ideology, is being harvested in colleges. And universities, but it seems this is also present in our schools and schools don't teach us how to think. They teach us what to think. Are they, is this on purpose? They're trying to just get people earlier, earlier, just like certain party here in the United States wants to get them at the age of 16 to be able to vote.
1: So uh, without a doubt, so the so the the idea that you need to have a government that it's legitimate, it's desirable or it's necessary is kind of indoctrinated using a educational technique called the Prussian model of education. And so having the teacher at the front of the room teaching uh, from a curriculum that's supplied by uh, a government employee, um, that model of education was developed in what is now, Kind of Germany, and the uh, it was specifically developed to inculcate obedience and fealty to the state. And prior, really, to the Prussian model of of education, uh, people you know they wouldn't kind of they wouldn't join the military easily, they wouldn't pay their taxes, they wouldn't do what they were told. And the Prussians were really the first ones to figure out if we get them while we're young and we raise them in a kindergarten, a Garden to raise children, and in the Prussian language, uh, we can we can raise them in this ideology of nationalism and statism, and that the the idea that it's legitimate that some people get to rule and control another group of people, and as long as you're you know grown up and you believe that it's legitimate for one group of people to control another group of people, then you're going to uh, you're going to um, be subservient to whoever controls that governmental apparatus until you realize in your mind that there is no coronation, there is no constitution, there is no election, there is no political ceremony or ritual that can grant one group of men or one single man the ability to rule and control other men.
0: Now, before we go on, why don't you explain why you created the title understanding our slavery. And when, when did you realize that even though we have been quote unquote freed as slaves in, the, in this nation, we are still under slavery. When, when did that happen?
1: Well, I, I think it started with libertarianism. When you first begin realizing that your rights come are come from you innately, they come from God. They're something that is innate within you and that no, Constitution, no uh, you know, political ritual can take something and, and a right that is inherently yours and, and allow a group of men the ability to curtail that right. Um, otherwise, it's not a right. And so it starts with libertarianism. And, and it, I think that got me to the road to voluntarism, which is kind of a, a logical pro- progression. You understand how markets work. You understand how uh, the market mechanism delivers all of the kind of legitimate non-redistributive services that the monopoly government claims control over today. And once you kind of realize that those can be provided through voluntary exchange and that everything from police, charity to, um, uh, to mutual defense can be provided in – uh, without the coercion of government, uh, you're you're on the road to volunteerism.
0: I will dissect that later because I think this is very important. but I think at the epicenter of a lot of what you discuss is the brainwashing, the propaganda. Why don't you dissect Operation Mockingbird? Uh, we've discussed this before and then we'll talk about how a lot of journalists are actually paid assets of the intelligence apparatus that are positioned there in mainstream but their intelligence first in order to promote a narrative. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, so, so the thesis of my book is that uh, intergenerational organized crime is controlling perception um, in society by kind of giving people statism in the government school system. And then the other side of the coin is they're controlling human perception by controlling the information that the population receives through controlling the mainstream media. And so on the kind of traditional uh, broadcast television, television production, movie production side of the house, you've got kind of six companies running hundreds of subsidiaries to give people the illusion of choice. And then on the kind of modern internet side of the, uh, kind of the internet side of the ledger, you've got about a dozen uh, new media, social media, internet search Uh, Companies like Reddit, Wikipedia, Amazon Prime, Netflix that are kind of controlling uh, perception on the new Internet side of the house. And if these companies are operating as a cartel and operating together to kind of put out a false narrative on the legitimacy, the desirability and the necessity of having a government, and they're giving society kind of a uh, uh, – a view that the status quo is legitimate, and the fact that every channel that you turn essentially is telling you that the system is legitimate, then you're going to grow up thinking that the system is legitimate, and so the CIA they call that they call the ability to manipulate perception at this grand level uh, the mighty Wurlitzer. And they had a program that came to light during the Church Committee hearings of 1976, where it was disclosed that the CIA had hundreds and hundreds of journalists on the payroll as reporters, as editors, and that they were using that capability to widely disseminate uh, propaganda through society. Um, The speculation uh, with respect to the name Operation Mockingbird is – That if you can control the kind of the head ends of the information uh, highway, the largest wire services, the biggest networks, the cable news networks, then the regional papers, the smaller radio stations, the smaller television stations will just mockingbird what the larger uh, kind of uh, newspapers of record and major wire services are saying, and that most people... We'll just mockingbird what the regional newspapers and their local television station is saying. And so if you control the head ends, uh, you can control all the way down the line unless people understand that there's a man behind the curtain and that these ostensibly independent companies are working together as a cartel with the express mission to distract
0: and deceive. Obviously, Etienne, there's a tight control of the traditional or mainstream media opoly. All they need is a script, have some attractive people read it and and that's about it. You probably have seen those videos where you'd switch the channels at the same time and everybody's reading the same thing. But more and more people are obtaining their information through the new media as you call it, YouTube, Facebook, Netflix, Amazon Prime, etc. I'm sure you've noticed how there's a major perch or I like to call it a modern day burning of the, the modern day Alexandria library burning, or a digital dictatorship rising. That was our last bastion. I mean, I I personally have on my own website. You have yours, but there's a probability that all they need to do is just change the DNS to block you and I. What else is there for us to protect? Truly, freedom of speech and the people who know that they're coming to websites like yours and, and mine to get their information.
1: So you're you're absolutely right, and that's something that that really everyone needs to be aware of, that there is a digital book burning, and the digital book burning of the future looks like taking down your Facebook page, taking down your Twitter, shadow banning you on Twitter, demonetizing you if you are a new media journalist, Uh, trying to make a living on YouTube uh, or uh, a variety of different ways where you can be silenced in the digital age. And because the system that we have, this internet system, uh, DARPA network has been set up from the beginning with censorship, with the ability to ultimately censor, I believe baked into the cake from the beginning um, uh, as the new media has been lured into kind of these, these platforms as people have become uh, used to you getting their information from Google. Um, now that we've, assi- we've achieved a position of trust, we're going to kind of bait and switch society. And we're now going to begin uh, controlling uh, the search results. We're going to begin turning off the, uh, the uh, authentic voices that we don't like. We're going to begin censoring on a wide scale, multi-platform coordinated effort to to wipe off voices that we don't want to have heard. And so if you know that that's happening, then you have to be prepared and you have to be able to go outside of uh, the Internet hand to hand, physical books, physical uh, flash drives physical DVDs. And so kind of the other th- the other part of our program at understanding our slavery is how do you, is, uh, is distributing evidence of government criminality, evidence of, of, uh, of, of, or, uh, of um, on flash drives, data DVDs and physical books to get outside of the ability, government's ability to censor on the internet.
0: I don't know how old you are, but I remember in the 80s when I had a Commodore computer and I remember going to BBS, a bulletin bore systems, to get information about the JFK assassinations, UFOs and this and that. That was with a modem, basically just calling a number and you hear the screeching noise. You remember what I'm talking about? Oh, without a doubt. Absolutely. I'm, I came up around the same time. Okay. Well, that was the time when... You had to go get that information that way. Then the internet came. Then you get all the search engines. And now everything is consolidated, even though there are a few search engines. Google rules. We know that. And as you said, the bait and switch. I remember when Walmart came along. Oh, my goodness. You know, lower prices. Let's go buy them. And all of a sudden, mom and pop stores started to die. The same thing happens here with the media. They used to be 72 entities in the 80s now there's only six as you said and the same thing happens happens with other industries but it used to be three three car companies three food companies but i think that it's that the monopoly rules seem to be in the past now everything seems to be joining into one 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 this one that where are we going with this
1: so we're we're headed to monop- monopoly and so one of the things that I expose in the book, so it's, it's intergenerational organized crime centered around banking and central banking, and the bankers have given themselves the ability to create money out of thin air using a technique called fractional reserve banking, which gives them an exorbitant privilege uh, to essentially loan money that they just create with the stroke of keys on a keyboard. And that ability to create money out of thin air has given the banks the ability to turn their little paper tickets into plant property equipment. And so they've been consolidating industry for around a century since, the, since they were kind of un- unleashed in 1913. But if you're playing Monopoly with someone who is cheating and the banker is reaching under the...
2: Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com because you don't want to believe, you want to know.